Welcome to this episode, a special episode, the 100th episode of the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. I'm Gayatri. Yeah, over the last two years, we've been bringing you stories of people and what they learned, what they learned the hard way, what worked, what didn't work, etc. And this is our 100th episode. Yeah, so today we have four of our uh, past guests who are back with us here to share uh, you know, some more stories on this special episode. And we're eagerly waiting to listen to what those stories may be. And incidentally, this will be the official 100th episode. Uh, we had some very short episodes. We also had, you know, breaks. In this time, I think we had almost two years. We have been bringing you stories of how software people's stories have evolved. And I wanted to bring uh, all the guests together and uh, get us started. And uh, just wanted to share with everyone that today is our first experiment in doing a live recording with an audience and uh, we're really excited about it. Yeah, we've been pretty anxious at trying to see how to prepare what we can do. And today also happens to be the International Podcast Day. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so we need the, the uh, laughter tracks as well as applause and all that from time to time <laughs> to prove that this is a live recording. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the story goes back about you know two years when, or I, no, not even two years, maybe three, three and a half years when I thought of doing something to capture some of the experiences that are normally not recorded or available. So the initial name for this podcast was called Software Lifecycle Stories. So we thought we will share tips about you know, how to do things, how not to do things, and so on. And it was a more monologue. And after recording a couple of episodes, I was getting bored myself to listen to my own voice. And then I thought I should probably get stories from others. And when I started talking to people, I said, no, why not have them also talk about it in their own voices? Gopal and I go back almost 40 years now, and we do a lot of experiments. So I told Gopal that, can we just have a chat? Uh, Gopal as a sucker said, yeah, yeah, why don't we have a chat? So we started talking. And then when I started editing, it said, seems to be a fine recording, Gopal, I'm going to publish it. He said, no, no, I didn't prepare. He said, no, it doesn't matter, Gopal, we'll just play it and see what happens. And then slowly after a couple more episodes, the people side of the stories became more interesting. And uh, the feedback we got also was that, yeah, we really want to know that we can relate to a lot of things that you know, some of the guests are talking about. So that became, it was a pivot for us to say that this is software people stories. And um, it has been every week we've been able to publish thanks to all of you sharing your stories. So I'd like to start with uh, asking Gopal about being the first guest and about being surprised or uh, how you felt when he said that we'll publish this. You said already I was a sucker. I mean, you, he knowing me for more than 40 years now, Shiv knows I have a weakness for any experimentation. Anything that say, say let's say experiment and I'll jump into it without knowing what I'm getting into. Same thing happened with podcast also. So he said, we'll just see how the technical quality of the recording is going to be and whether it is feasible and all that. So we anyway talk a lot. So we just kept talking and I was like, I had no clue that he was actually manipulating me to contribute to this podcast. And at the end, he just said, oh, I edited it and I'm going to publish this as the first uh, podcast. So I was surprised and shocked as to, I don't even know what I told because I can't say things which I don't really want to say in uh, publishing things. But anyway, he cleaned it up, I guess. And uh, when I heard it, I was surprised. I really think, I didn't think that I knew whatever I told that day on the podcast. So it was a pleasant surprise. And it was completely unknown to me. Then I realized that it's a media that 
probably doesn't need any preparation anyway even if you had told me right from my school days i never knew how to prepare for an exam i will say i have to prepare i have to prepare i just go and take the exam so it was like for me that was that so when we had another episode again i didn't really do anything i just let him ask questions and told him whatever came to my mind so it was good i really uh, didn't uh, feel it was any different from generally talking to chef so it's pretty good very enjoyable and it, uh, it even surprises you to listen to yourself later as to oh did i really say those things so that's how i felt when i heard it thanks gopal yeah so thanks shiv uh, i probably share a little bit about what inspired me to be part of this is uh, you know ever since i heard the first fm radio station in bangalore in 2001 i always harbored like this very secret ambit- ambition to be an rj so the and the medium of voice is something that i resonate with a lot perhaps a lot more than video i mean i realized i can listen to audio much longer and uh, it sort of sits with me than if i'm watching a video and so i discovered podcast shortly Uh, before i joined pm power and then later came to know that uh, you know shiv had actually undergone a training session with somebody about how to do podcasting i said okay let me dive in with uh, you know all that i have and uh, after two takes of our conversation between shiv and me where i had a terrific brain freeze both at both time i uh, i'm happy to say that this is something that i've begun to enjoy simply because it's a fantastic medium to listen to and share people's stories and makes for a wonderful walking companion i say and right now three is definitely company with gayatri there with us and i'm looking forward to uncovering many many more stories so with that you know while i'm on the constant lookout for a guest so please don't think i'm a stalker in case i'm sending repeated invites to people and at this point in time i was just beginning to feel good about you know being a co-host and all and then i'd met neerja and i said hey how do you like to be you know part of a podcast and she said what is a podcast so i said great come come on over and see and uh, like gopal you said you're a sucker for experiments i think neerja is also one for all kinds of new experiences and that's how she became a guest or rather i'd like to think that's how she became a guest on the software people stories so over to you neerja how has been your experience so far after being a podcast guest and uh, would you like to share something about that experience and what happened after that so yeah of course uh, chitra and i you know met very uh, strangely uh, it's not that we are long uh, you know standing friends like gopal and shiv but you know i'm known as a super networker so you know all people who i have become so close with in the last few years is because of the fact that i try and get in touch with people and see how we can you know nurture this relationship and contribute so uh, i heard from another friend of chitra's so shreya you know who said that chitra starting to experiment with podcasts and i said okay I mean, it still didn't you know, urge me to go and find out what a podcast is or listen to any of them uh, and then she uh, said yanirja you'll be my guest at this podcast so i said okay let's let, let's see but you know what usually happens is whenever you are on any kind of an interview show audio video or even if it's just a written blog there will be questions sent to you so you can you know prep in some ways and have those answers ready 
either you read it out or you have it in your head, like collected all your thoughts. And Chitra, you know, she didn't want to do that. She said, I'm not giving you questions. It will be a nice conversation. So let's go ahead with it. I said, okay, let's go ahead with it. Let's see what happens. And I listened to this podcast again two days back, Chitra. And I thought, wow, I've done a great job. <laughs> I don't think any of the other prepped up, no, because I've been on many shows after that. The prepped up ones have been as good as this one. So, it, you know, kudos, uh, Chitra, in terms of taking us through, making us so comfortable in, with the questions and uh, bringing out all those stories and emotions that at least I, you know, put through and um, given that it was my first podcast of course I wanted to tell the whole world see I'm on a podcast which I did I still remember the day it went live I was traveling in a train and that's when I saw your whatsapp message and I was struggling to get the internet you know on the train to say oh I want to listen to this and then I have to share it to the whole world so that was the first experience I think the podcast did well and I have used it in many ways to introduce myself or let people know or any kind of other kinds of promotion that I want to do for me when I was getting the Har Rising Award or nominated for the Har Rising Award last year and all of that. A lot of people have come back and said, we didn't know this part of you. The ones who know me recently have said they didn't know that part of me, which comes out in the beginning of the podcast. Those of you who want to know, will go and listen to the podcast now. <laughs> Uh, so it has been a fantastic uh, episode. And uh, and after that, I won't say that I am, have become an avid listener to podcasts, but I do catch it uh, when people do share it with me. I will not ignore it. If somebody says, hey, this is a good podcast, I do listen. Thanks, Neerja. That was really nice. Over to you, Gayatri. We've got to unravel your story now. Thank you, Chitra. In fact, I'll start with my own first time when I was a guest. Right, Ji was in Chennai at that time. And uh, she called that day morning, said, hey, are, are you available? I said, next, next day, why don't we meet up? I, I didn't realize that that day is, is going to be the recording. He brought a very small kit of recording and everything. And he said, said what are the questions? He said, don't worry, just be yourself. That's how my <laughs> experiment started. And another meetup with NPA, with PMPAR Consulting, I said it was such a nice experience to be on the podcast. And it's also helps helped me to connect with a lot of people in terms of my own friends and said, you know, why don't you be part of the, be a host, we'll be a host and you can be a guest. So that uh, helped me and then said, uh, what does it take to be a, one of the hosts and the youngest of the lot, right? And I've been a host only about eight, nine months now. And I'm still learning. I wouldn't say that I have got the best out of it, but I've been le- uh, listening and the podcast has also helped me increase my number of kilometers I walk by at least a kilometer, uh, by at least 10, 15 minutes. Because I want to finish that episode before I <laughs> finish the talk. And what is also interesting is that while Gopal and Shiv talk about decades, I know uh, Sukumar now for a decade. We both bought an apartment in the same community. And while we, uh, we share a lot of topics, be it philosophy, be it, he's also avid book reader, management, leadership. The, when we one of the conversations I called Sukumar out of the blue and said hey Sukumar can you appear in our podcast he said sure why not <laughs> and I also want to say that Sukumar is the reason why I'm very very consistent in my many of my habits so he introduced me to Tiny Magic long long ago before Thank it was you. called Tiny Magic and what has been your experience Sukumar, during the podcasting experience as well as after that. I think like what uh, Gopal and Neeraja pointed out, I like that it's an unscripted thing. I might not have said that before I did it. 
because i prepare a lot and i don't think that extempore works that well but i was i think the reason for that is the kind of questions she was i think that is the secret uh, the kind of questions he asked he was able to get at core aspects of my experience very quickly i don't know how he does that that is some special ability i think he has so i was able to bring out even though i was not prepared there was no script but i think it came out very well now you all talked about covid only after the covid started i even started listening to podcast i used to, I, i mean i am in the gym a lot like g and i sometimes are in the gym together i like to not even have the music on i am like i am exercising and i will do only that but now during the covid crisis the gym is closed so i do my walking and listen and i think this is quite good so i am now starting to listen to podcast and i am seeing the value in it i am more of a video person and reading person audio was not my thing i didn't think that i could listen and do something at the same time and actually pick up some kind of you can say mental block i had but i think that i have i am able to understand what is going on in the conversation and the kind of conversations you all put together makes it very easy to listen so i think that's i have been pleasantly surprised myself that yeah i can listen and do something else also because i am this mono thing nothing should be on no sound focus <laughs> same here i i never used to be part of the listening part of it i used to always say okay i do one thing i'll only do one thing one is amplifying effect on the other thanks Yeah thanks thanks Kumar and Gayatri and that's the thing i've noticed you know the surprise element in this whole thing and if i can go back to my first recording with Shiv and like you said uh, Kumar and Gayatri the the kind of questions that come across sort of i unfreeze my brain with it saying that hey relax i think i can talk about this and that's how it came through and then the urgency to take that extra round of walk or just hang on in the kitchen that much longer simply because you want to finish an episode uh, finish listening to an episode because once you finish then you have to get back to the hurly burly of everything else around you so with that how jacinta came to be a podcast guest in fact we were wondering what to do for women's day this year as a women's day special and we said why not talk to people who worked with people in the tech industry and get their perspective and jacinta was one person that came to mind and boy what an explosive episode that was these were perspectives that we never realized existed simply because we are let's say on the other side but it was fantastic listening to what someone in hr had experienced working for so many years with techies and people in the software industry i believe that was jacinta's first podcast episode but let's hear from her over to you jacinta so chitra thank you of course you know while neerja is the most avid networker that i know chitra is extremely persuasive okay so i was saying what do i have to do in uh, stories of software people uh, but when i look back it looks like the story of my life for the first 15 years of my career okay i was um, the hr person for software people and i grew as a human being and i thought that was a story worth sharing more than anything else and so when chitra said uh, here's here's it is and here's a podcast and this is how i intend to do it the only thing i could think of was i need to be in a room that is soundproof you know i i assumed that was the only qualification and so i ensured i was i was in some room uh, which i felt could sort of negate some of the noises which is not a privilege that i have today 
because I'm having every kind of uh, lovely challenge that you typically have. But I loved the experience. My own experience in podcast, I'm an avid listener. There's not a day that I'm not listening to a podcast. Of course, uh, my weekends are dedicated to at least five TED Talks and uh, a couple of other things that I think I need to listen to for sure. But apart from that, my experiment with anything to do with voice actually started when I was working with On Mobile because uh, there we had a recording studio where we would record voice prompts uh, to, uh, you know, for all your mobile phones. So when you hear, you know, press one four, you know, it was happening in our studio. So it was a fantastic experience to go and listen to the studio team of mine, which was full of very, very vibrant set of talent, you know. So in On Mobile, I had this lovely experience of looking at um, not just uh, product teams and product engineers, etc. We had this team sitting there, which was creating scripts for voice prompts, which was putting out content over there. And you had uh, voice modulators, you had script writers, you had sound engineers, all in the space of what I assumed to be a software company when I initially joined. But it was such a beautiful experience to learn. Now, that gave me the confidence at some point in time, I decided that people like to listen to me. That's an assumption, by the way. And uh, I said, why not share something every morning? So I started, I picked up my little Android phone, started recording messages. If if that is in some ways connected with the world of uh, reaching out with your voice, I would record a spiritual message and I would send it to my family members because I felt it's good to listen to something that's positive and uplifting before you start your day. I felt if there was one contribution I could make uh, to my family members, uh, maybe that was it, right? Not sending them random good morning messages, etc. So I realized in the space of 12 months, it had begun to reach about 5,000 people. What I started with sending to maybe four of my cousins, right? They would always say, hey, you know what? Why don't you just do this? It's nice to listen to it. I started getting messages from people from across India, Africa, Canada, and Australia. And then I'm sitting and saying, you know, and none of them knew me, by the way, I would only send it to the first set of some 30, 40 people whom I had created as a little group on my, on my WhatsApp. And then it would go out uh, to people. And then uh, one of my priest friends, very interestingly, calls me up and says, he says, looks like you're taking over my job. I said, what? and he lives in Hyderabad. I said, why would I even do that? And then he says, listen, every day, I'm getting this voice message and I knew it's coming from you, even though there's absolutely no introduction to who's speaking, etc. He says, uh, and uh, here is somebody sending this to me from Ahmedabad uh, saying, listen to uh, this lady. And uh, he said, I knew it's your voice. And that day I realized the power of uh, sharing what this media can do for you, if you truly have something that um, is interesting, is uplifting, I think we should use every mechanism possible. Of course, coming back to uh, software people, I realized I literally grew as a professional and as a person uh, working in the IT industry and living with, learning from, and breathing the same air as uh, many, many software people. And I will still count on them as some of my bestest friends and <laughs> best mentors sitting there. So 
when uh, Chitra said software people stories, I, you know, I, I pick up uh, Nirja's line, which is every interaction is an opportunity. And there I said, let me seize uh, the opportunity and uh, came on and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I, I completely enjoyed it. So that would be, uh, you know, my take on uh, podcasts, Chitra and uh, reaching out to the world with your voice and your opinion. Thank you, Jacinta. Very kind of you and beautiful narrative around your experience. Oh, amazing, Jacinta. I didn't realize that such a positive impact your view has already created. So uh, as we are in COVID days, most of us are all using the, our computers to connect, to work, to have fun. And many times uh, we are seeing uh, people having hesitation to uh, turn on video. It also creates a sort of a fatigue sometimes or constantly looking at your laptop and um, working for it right and what do you think about the media of audio this is a question i'll start with gopal what do you think as a as this as a media would it would you, do you think this sort of a passive way of interaction where there are two people talking and you uh, one person listening rather than if, as a video when you see, see a video youtube video you are expected to likes give immediate uh, feedback, comments and everything. But uh, here you are, uh, this almost, uh, as you listen, this is a lot more closer to the brain and it hits you somewhere, it connects the whole, connects the dots. What do you think, Gopal? My personal favorite is to listen. Actually, I always was told that if I listen to something, I remember them better, I understand it better than even reading or seeing a video or whatever it is. So it is a personal choice. But I also think that you know, I used to know someone who said that what is the difference between reading a story and seeing a movie on the screen? People said that when you read, your imagination is going to limit uh, how that scene is being portrayed. Whereas if you're seeing a movie or anything on screen, it is limited by the technology and creativity of the person who is creating it. So you have more scope for imagination when you are actually reading. Similarly, I think video ties you down. I don't think I can watch a video beyond certain duration, whereas listening is a lot more easy on you and like you have no pressure, you can lie down, you can do whatever you are doing and still be actively involved in what is being discussed, which is not possible with the other media. So I think it's a very convenient media. I don't think they are competing. Each one, I think, has a space. And I have a lot of fondness to audio as a media and podcasts are favorite and more than monologues, I think conversations make them easier to keep your focus and also breaks the monotony of a lecture. You know, when you are listening to a topic, when two people are discussing and you are there, it actually makes it, you know, more interesting. In fact, something very funny I noticed. There is a guy called uh, Stupid Reactions. There is one, two Americans who call themselves as Stupid Reactions. And they see a lot of Indian videos, you know, movies and mostly movies and music and things like that. And when the music and movies are going on, they will give their opinion. I wondered why anyone would watch somebody watching something. And I felt that when I'm doing that, the enthusiasm they share, the criticism that they make and the fun comments they make and all that make it even more interesting than watching the same video just by yourself. So there are so many ways in which some of these things change your perspective. So first podcast was about where did uh, this quinoa originate or something in South America. 
and i listened to that podcast some years ago and i said wow this is a good way to understand something new so i i think that audio is a very powerful thing and this it is going to be there and for people like me i think it is even more powerful than a video or a book though book has its own advantages audio is i think uh, close to it in my opinion nice one nagopal this is for neerja yeah you said you are a super networker i am probably drawing an inference from there saying that networking involves interaction with people being there with them getting together and all that now also partly because of covid when the medium of connect is only audio uh, how has it either helped you continue networking or has it put in some blocks to your normal amount of networking so um, let me take a step back in terms of not self proclaimed also because everyone says and now i understand mm-hmm. that yes i i am you know i have a large network it has not been built because i wanted to build a network right i it happened because i really wanted to connect with people to see how i could contribute in some way help them out be of some value and eventually it's kind of grown to this this large network that i have the other thing the first realization and that i had or the first worry that i had the minute we had the covid lockdown was i am a people's person and i've always been with people in in my it job when i was heading the not for profit foundation and then when i went to work in a college it was a big struggle because i had this huge cabin that the college built for me and i had to go and sit there all by myself because the role didn't involve interacting with anyone in the college it was more the industry academia connect so i had to really just talk to people outside sitting the whole day in that room having lunch all by myself i really got depressed so i ensured that i would go to at least one event every week where either i am speaking or i'm listening to someone else so you have people around you and it kind of energizes you and that was my first worry the minute the lockdown happened and i was at home that i am going to go into depression but i have to say that i am not i think i've kind of emerged much better because the online world for me has managed to really connect far and wide it has not you know hindered in any way at all a zoom has been great or any other platform has been fantastic because i also have been part of many other networks there have been lot of online meetups we've done events we've done and for whatever reason in the last 6 months i think i have been on one event show talk video recording at least one every week this week has been four so uh, you know i think i have had more than what i have had in my pre covid life and i've enjoyed it thoroughly uh, is what i would say uh, and continues to be in terms of what i can give to the person how can i provide some value looks like i am providing value that's why more and more people are reaching out for whatever and you know uh, so it has not hindered me in any way i'm enjoying it that's nice yeah so trying to uh, have an add on question which is more of using audio as a medium for storytelling you've been on corporates you've been ngos interacting with a lot of people when you are limited to audio how should we rethink the way we narrate stories i think for me like people say that videos you know more than 5 minutes don't or 2 minutes don't really you know hold attention that's what you know the people who research and they say that's the we should limit it to that while audios can go for longer or you know textual you know interview maybe can you know be a long i have not had this problem of small or long Mm-hmm. as long as it catches on the story is extremely important so like jess was saying software people story software life cycle stories it's a story if you are able to narrate it as a story 
I think it will, you can go on. The audio can be there without a video. It can be as long as you want to. It doesn't have to be short bites at all. I believe people will want to listen and will listen to it, uh, you know, completely. For, uh, for example, you know, I was on some, it was a Kocharya event where it was a one and a half hour conference and they recorded it. They didn't edit it at all and they put it up on YouTube and I've shared it with people. People have told me that we are not having one and a half hours in, a, in, in one go, but we are listening to it. You know, we want to continue to listen to it. So they will do it. I think the story is very compelling. People who ask questions and you people are brilliant because you are able to bring it out from us in the form of a story. I think we should give credit to you. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, can I interrupt in, in between here? Storyteller, Paramo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this media, etc. You know, when uh, I don't know if you know the story of how the King James authorized version of the Bible was created. Uh, I think King James authorized some, some I don't know, 100 or 200, some number of people to actually create a Bible, you know, a, a Protestant Bible, right? And the, the creators of the Bible not only really looked at how, how the thing would read, but also how it would sound, right? So they would actually say they'll read it and see how people react to what is being read. So the, the Bible is, it's, it's not enough to, for people to read. It's also for people to, to hear and listen to it. So that's why this audio thing sometimes is very important. Only through audio can you actually capture people. Thanks, Parmo. Thanks, Parmo. In fact, yesterday I was, uh, a TED talk came on one of my, where a person explained in sign language on a TED talk, how uh, merely expressing yourself in the English language is perhaps something very linear. But if you are able to put in very pitch, voice, tone, expression, like Neeraja said, right, uh, the story comes alive. So it's like striking a chord versus striking one note. And with that, I want to ask Sukumar, you said that you do, you like to do one thing at a time and you have sort of aligned more with watching videos and reading. So in today's scenario, when a lot of people are joining meetings over video, many of them are also passive, other than maybe the one person who's leading the meeting and one person who's talking. It's very rare that everybody is engaged. So what are your thoughts on using uh, you know, audio as a medium of storytelling? And uh, how can we get more people to put their stories out on audio? So that's a great question, Chitra. See, what I find, uh, there are a couple of things I will say. Text is unnatural if you think about it. Humans invented text, whereas nature gave us audio and video, right? So, in fact, my, me and my co-founder having a discussion. I think uh, audio is even more natural because video is still put together. It is not straight away. Audio is the only thing that's kind of unfiltered and whatever nature has given us, we are using it. Video is still manufactured, right? You can't just do it, you have to record it. There is some processing involved. So audio, I think this most natural. The second thing I find which I think that is the biggest, uh, most important thing I've learned recently is we are on these calls and, and I am teacher, right? We teach digital transformation and things like that in our business. Now, what I find very interesting is that I tell my daughter, uh, she's 12 year old. Hey, uh, listen to this, learn about this. She goes to YouTube, watches that video, and I ask her one question, two questions, she has understood it. 
and i am thinking so this is the whole flipped classroom thing going on now i started doing that i send people i have many of my sessions recorded i send a video to them and then say hey apply this technique and let's talk about what you did right this idea that we will just do the classroom on zoom and i think is not a good idea i was teaching in person now i will do that on zoom with 50 people looking i think that's i think we are missing the point of what this digital world is about if that's all we did i think we are completely missing or not utilizing the power of this media so i record i mean i record a 10 minute session i send it to you whether video or audio i think audio is even better because i could be walking doing something and i am learning i am in a bus going somewhere it's much easier to listen to audio in that context i am in a car i am driving somewhere i can listen to the podcast at the end of it i have learned something and then let's just discuss on the zoom call what what was that about rather than me sitting here and giving you a lecture which i would have otherwise given in i think this shift to flipped classrooms has to be done and i work with some teachers in grade schools and i am requesting them to experiment with this please don't do the same thing that you did in your classroom on zoom that i think is not the way to go you would record that lecture give it to the students and they are actually going to khan academy and listening to it so you would like why are you even doing this lesson there's only one teacher who needs to do a lesson on doppler effect right you do that well and you are done right all the teachers don't need to do but where the teachers could help us hey how does doppler effect work in real life then we have a discussion on that so you asked a great question and this is what i thought and i wanted to react quickly to what gopal said that stupid reactions is brilliant please follow them even though they have this stupid reactions thing they are i think they are pretty good and i am thinking the world cup 1983 victory as a child i am listening to it in my small pocket radio and i can still relive that experience even though i am just listening to the commentary of someone who is watching in uk and i am sitting here this experience i think podcasts are able to bring that experience right the radio experience this is like the 21st century radio so i think audio is you are all on to something in terms of leveraging audio for communicating your story thanks so much yeah that i hope all school teachers are listening because i have two kids at home and i see what they're going through but i'm sure this is something that you know is really worth sharing with so many others i like the whole concept of there is a difference between digitization and digitalization right digitization is just you are just converting whatever you are doing to just the digital media digitalization is actually exploiting what are the possibilities and wonderful example sukmar and uh, i'm going to probably i know covid we have been talking about it i'm going to ask this question to jasanta jasanta during this covid time how has your life changed in terms of uh, has it improved has there been challenges See, as a HR professional, you derive energy and eff- effectiveness from interacting people and so leveraging their own uh, conversations, right? How has that affected you? You're also an invest investor in a couple of companies, so I want to hear from you. How has actually? I think for the first fifteen years, I definitely was a HR person, 
it's just amazing that I continue to seem to be the HR person in terms of go-to for advice for many of the people with whom I worked uh, in the first 15 years. But having said that, uh, the last 11 years, I've uh, tried to build a company of my own. So it's been more an entrepreneurial journey. And in the last two years, of course, I uh, decided to move and do the work that I wanted to do when I turned 60, 70. Then I realized I never know if there's going to be a 60, 70, might as well start doing it now. So I started working in the area of social impact and uh, Nirja and Chitra and I work together in, uh, in working in HopeWorks Foundation, which is a trust that we have set up. We work with girls who come from uh, what we call financially being under-resourced and uh, therefore challenged. We don't use the word poor. Okay. Uh, the second thing is that, so how does all of these things, which required physical interaction with the children, change dramatically uh, because of COVID? Well, I'd like to give three perspectives to this whole thing. I continue to consult. So work actually transitioned pretty seamlessly, right? From meeting people, you moved on to a meeting on Zoom. You're pretty much meeting the same people. Now, you know, earlier people hesitated to speak because they felt intimidated in a room. Now they felt everybody was walking into their living room. So, you know, the idea of personal space was definitely invaded. So we said, how do you get people to get comfortable with the whole idea, right? So we did funny stuff, you know, we had in Enquero, the company that I consult with, we did one Pagdi Friday, we made everyone wear a Pagdi and appear on it. The idea was break the barriers. That's it. You know, it's nothing else. You know, get comfortable. Our houses are going to be a little messy. They're not showrooms. You know, this is places where we live. It's not meant for display. So it's fine to live with all of this. The second thing with our children, we realized the challenge was how do we reach out to them? And we really struggled to figure out because many of our children don't even have a smartphone so to say, you know, so by the way, many of them are deprived of education, access to education. And that really set us saying, how do we still reach out to children? Because we don't know when the end to this pandemic and going back to schools, uh, the laughter, the, the joy of being there, fighting with your uh, friends and, you know, all of those things is really going to come back into your life. So the only thing we did was go back and reach out to a company called Gram Vani. As the you know, words say, Gram is village and Vani is really waves of you know, radio that we could use. And now we're going to reach out to the same set of 550 girls using radio as a channel through which we do push content. And what do we push as content? We push stories. We're saying, how am I coping? What have I learned in life? Uh, then ask them to share their stories. Now that is going to be a pilot attempt with the kids starting next month. And uh, we are hoping that we can bring the children to engage and know that we still exist. COVID didn't make us disappear. The third element was COVID, in fact, I've met more people in person. I've worked with more people in person during COVID. Because in March third week, when the government announced the lockdown, the first thing that moved me was the plight of the migrant workers. And so I cooked first day 50 meals and walked out of my house into a migrant cluster community that exists in my neighborhood and shared whatever we had cooked. And then uh, the next day it became 75. Third day it was 100. And then I knew there were thousands and thousands and thousands needing food. And I said, this is not a scalable model. So what do I do? I pick up the phone. 
I call people up. I said, how do you do this? What can we do together? How do we collaborate? We brought together people whom we never knew existed uh, in our neighborhood or on the face of this earth. And what happens? Magic happens when you actually talk across and ask people. And uh, in a space of two months, we were able to serve a dog. 13 lakh 50,000 meal support. We were able to give about 1 lakh 50,000 actual meals. And I know that kind of impact was something that we didn't envisage when we started out in March. It was the culmination of three things. One, a humanitarian response to a humanitarian crisis. And I think every human being rose up and shone in very bright colors during this time for me. The second thing was the fact that you use your network. You know, you call 10 people, those 10 people call another 10 people, and then you had this network. I had 60 volunteers walking into a Kalyan Mantap when everybody else was refusing to come out of their houses to come and pack groceries in three shifts in a day over a period of 10 days so that we could supply it to the 7,000 identified families. And I can tell you, while we said we are trying to keep the environment as sanitized as possible, et cetera, et cetera, it was still something that they had responded to uh, and came together. So COVID actually taught me that the world shrinks or expands uh, in size, depending upon your ability to reach out to people, your willingness uh, to work against uh, what looks like a very formidable but unseen kind of, uh, you know, I wouldn't use the word enemy, but fear that was looking at us. And sometimes I think we over rely on common sense. And I think fact that we could all work together, come together, and volunteers just brought more volunteers and more volunteers brought more volunteers. I had volunteers from the age of six to the age of 75, and they would all come and do their bits. It was fascinating for me. So COVID to me uh, has actually been the biggest learning experience in how human beings can come together during adverse circumstances and still create what I think is large scale impact. You know, it is not small. You know, when I reel off these numbers, sometimes I have to pinch myself to say, did we even do this? You know, did we even do this? Like uh, 15,000 masks as on date from government hospitals to schools to migrant communities. We got a company in Cuero to sponsor the medical camps in migrant communities. And we went into Bangalore urban and rural and you had doctors and nurses. We converted a van into a pharmacy. I can tell you the sky is the limit for imagination. And really there is no boundary when you decide to impact. Now, what enabled us to do this? I think all the technology we have in front of us, right? Uh, your, your ability to speak, your ability to connect, all of this has really created, I think in some ways, while the disease has made us physically distanced, technology and the invariable humane nature of every human being on this earth has actually made the world so small that I feel I know so many more people, I can just reach out to so many more people, it's extraordinary. And last, I just want to add one small bit. You know, when a baby is born, the first thing they do is listen. That's why many people talk to them and then they do this, you know. Uh, why? Because they hear the sound faster than their eyes can focus on you and recognize. So, you know, when they say in Tamil, what they are really saying is what comes through your ears, if it is of honey quality and Tamil is, it can straight nourish you.
you know, it can take you to a different place. So I totally believe that audio podcasts or any other model that might emerge in, in the long run, I believe will create a more cohesive world, which doesn't make us look at the distances, uh, but makes us look at how we can come together. Wonderful, wow. Jacinta. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic, yeah. Jacinta. Yeah. I did not know this backstory and phenomenal. I, I, I love the saying when the pie, the kadinile. I'll probably take this. And for those who don't know Tamil, it is basically honey is coming into your ears, literally. So with that uh, shift, do we open up for questions from the audience? A couple of minutes. Yeah, we have about five minutes to wrap up. If we opened it live and then people have been patient, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, any other participants wants to ask any other panelists or share something, yeah, next couple of minutes, we can do that. Ramesh, Parmo. Hi, Shiv. So I want to Hi, thank Ramesh. the team for giving me the opportunity to participate in, the, in this podcast. In fact, one big revelation for me was when I shared this with a lot of my friends and a lot of my nephews and nieces, the next generation team. Uh, they said, Ramesh, we heard something which we normally wouldn't have heard of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. The way you shared your uh, your career experiences and points, what you shared, uh, normally wouldn't have listened to those aspects. And it is a nice opportunity for us to listen to that. Same way, I thought I listened to a lot of podcasts regularly. So that way, uh, it was one way. So it was nice for me to get an opportunity to add to the podcast itself. Okay. So thanks a lot, and uh, all the best to you. As I said. Uh, from 100 to 1,000. Thanks, Ramesh. I think everyone is still recovering from the wonderful story that we heard, all the stories that we heard. Uh, I think we've heard some amazing, astounding stories. Uh, so I, this certainly is is going to give us a lot more wind beneath our wings. And I'm now all excited and geared up, looking forward to the next 100 or 1,000 or who knows. Because definitely the stories that we've heard and, continue, and hopefully will continue to hear are eternal and evergreen. So with that, on behalf of my co-host Gayatri and Shiv, I want to thank you Gopal, Jacinta, Sukumar and Neeraja for being here with us today and to commemorate this special day with us. And we'd also like to give a very special shout out to the following folks. There is uh, Siddharth who has composed our intro and outro music, uh, Malvika for all her efforts to consistently and persistently promote the software people stories to the Hubhopper team for host as our hosting platform, all of our fellow colleagues at PM Power Consulting, y'all are always and constantly been our support. All the guests, you know, you've made this channel a really, really special one. I think the feeling was very mutual and it's something that came across today. And a loud, loud shout out to our listeners. I mean, y'all are the reason why we create these stories. So thank you so much for listening to us. And if you want your story to be told, so please reach out to us via podcasts at pmpowerconsulting.com. And thank you all once again. Stay healthy, stay safe, stay hopeful. And a big cheers to everyone. Thank you for being here with us today. Yeah. Thank, thank, you. You. thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations again. Thank you all. Congrats. Thank you. 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 Th